Hello! Welcome to this audio companion to the In A Word newsletter. I'm not sure what an audio companion is. It's not a great title, but I'm working really hard to avoid the word podcast. If you're listening, you are already subscribed to In A Word, so we are not total strangers, but just in case you're getting this somehow on a desert island or we haven't met. I am JC Verdicchio. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, um, and I call myself a writer because I I write things for people on the internet and such. So let's take a little time travel Uh, to last year, July last year. I was one year into motherhood. My daughter turned one on July 18th of last year. Now, I was itching to find a new creative project after kind of coming out of the fog of that first year. And this idea for In A Word hit me all at once, like just suddenly out of the sky. And the idea was this. I wanted to sit with a theme for several weeks and look at it from different angles. I wanted to cultivate more thoughtfulness in my own life. And I wanted you guys or whoever might read it to join me in that. So I got to work on that. And I've sent 19 issues of In A Word in the past year um, on themes that range from things like neighbor, silence, pie, inheritance. Um, We've had a lot of good themes, if I do say so myself. So that original vision last summer for In A Word included a podcast eventually at some point podcasts however are extremely time consuming i i know this from experience of hosting and producing a show with my good friend maggie for nearly three years and i didn't even really know what it would look like to have a podcast that went within a word or if i was just gravitating towards that because that's what i had done before but um you know, would it be interviews? Would it be me reading my essays and poems, spoken word style with little, you know, snapping sound effects um, or something else entirely? I just didn't know. I didn't have this, you know, laid out vision for it. Just the idea of podcast someday. And I'm still kind of there. I'm not sure what it would look like to have a regular audio component to In A Word. And I really honestly don't have the bandwidth to commit to that time regularly. Um, But this is where we are right now. The last issue's theme was vacation. And while I was working on it, my friend Courtney was taking her family of five on their annual, as in they do it every year, you guys, weeks long, weeks, plural, long road trip. So I find the whole prospect of this um, inspiring, daunting, cuckoo, just like I, I, I just like want to watch and ask so many questions. And it struck me that this would be the perfect trial for some podcasty content for In A Word. Courtney's also a podcaster. Her, you'll hear more about that. But um, I thought this is safe. Fellow podcaster perfectly ties in with my theme. I pitched it to Courtney. She said yes. And that is what we're going to do for this only 
episode <laughs> of the In a Word podcast. I don't know that it could be an episode if it's the only one. All I'm saying is there is no promise of anything else to come. This is the least marketing savvy way to put anything on the internet. Um, but that's kind of how I roll. So here's what's going to happen. To get us in the vacation state of mind, I'm going to read the poem that I wrote for this week's issue. Then we'll welcome Courtney to possibly talk us into rounding up our sticky small children in the back of our cars for weeks at a time. And then I'll send you off with a benediction, the benediction that we close this issue with, if you just prefer to hear it read. So, deal? I know you you have no say in this. You're, you can not neither agree nor not agree. I guess if you're turning this off, that would be not agreeing. But that brings me to my final point, which is uh, I do want your feedback. Um, like I said, I can't really promise to make this a regular thing, but I've, I'm interested in your opinions and just collecting data to see where this might go. So tell me what you think. If you liked it, if you would want more of this, something you would listen to regularly and, uh, you know, or if you have other ideas for me to get roped back into podcasting and, you know, spend hours editing on my couch at night again. Um, (laughs) you can tell I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're going to do. With no further ado, this is really weird because I'm like introducing myself (laughs) to read you something that I've written. Wow, the internet is an amazing place, you guys. Uh, If you're clicking in the background, that's just me pulling up the email. So, with no further ado, I am going to read to you now uh, this poem from issue 19 on the vacation theme of In a Word. Paradise. Turn here. Not here, back there. She's had it up to here, with the fickle Wi-Fi, with her sunburned scalp, with the crankiness they pass back and forth like a cold. Did you call the bank? An accusation masked as a question. A nearly imperceptible sigh. Nearly. Her murmured complaint more violent than the flipping of a table. Why are we bickering in paradise? The moral high ground staked out. Later, in the taut silence, it might be a mosquito, or it might be her finger tracing the inside of his wrist looking for blood or for a way back to him. Whispered fights, midnight apologies, eyelid kisses, dark coffee at dawn, paradise. Okay, this is where we snap, I think. Yep. All right. Hi, Courtney. Hi, JC. I say that like we haven't already been talking for five minutes. (laughs) It's always nice to reread. I got. I just got a little like. Do you ever get that feeling of just like nerves and, and exhilaration in your fingertip? Like as I was pressing the record button, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! It's go time!" 
Courtney, I'm so, so grateful that you agreed to, to be on my non-podcast. Listen, I'm having a major fangirl moment because I am an OG around the table listener and I bought your podcast guide to start oh. my own podcast. So the fact that I'm on the other side of the microphone with you, it's surreal. I didn't know that you'd listen to Around the Table. Well, this changes everything. I feel so exposed. <laughs> I know all your talent. Oh, well, um, among other things. Um, well, so Courtney, you you already mentioned that you are a podcaster. You kind of mentioned that in passing. So um, I just want to make sure that people listening get to know a little bit who you are. We're going to dive into a very specific aspect of who you are. Um, but before we do that, you are a podcaster. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah, I uh, host a podcast called All the Best Days, and we are exploring the art of the quick trip and looking for the best day in every city. On the flip side of that, I'm wanting to dive into people's stories. Kind of am still in the beginning stages. We just have 11 episodes, and so still kind of exploring the format of exploring my story and friends and them being our tour guides. Yeah, I love it. I was so... um disappointed that you already had a Charleston. <laughs> I know. Because I would it's love so, to be your Charleston tour guy. <laughs> I know. I There's so many cities and I'm like, well, we're going to have to have a part two because it's well, like, yeah. we all have 500 friends in Nashville and it's like, how do you yeah. pick one? I know. Don't right? worry. I, I think it's just such an amazing concept for a show. Like it's just really creative and smart and fun and I love it. So you started mm. this because you have this passion for road trips, for travel, for expanding your horizons by getting out of your kind of everyday life? Yeah. I mean, my, my heart and my passion is that, that I really want to inspire people to live and to go. I think we get really in our heads about all the reasons why we can't travel and just all the things that get in our way and we just kind of like brush it aside and we don't explore it. And I think that we don't need as much time as we think we do to travel. I think we can um, move through it more quickly and find the beauty in our days and the things that inspire us and light us up. See, I just think that life is really heavy. Life is a lot. <laughs> And I'm not saying that like we need to get away for weeks at a time. I just like, how do we grab a Saturday mm -hmm. and have it refuel us, re-inspire us, meet new people, experience the art and the craft that's and the gifts that are out there to just keep us going. I mean, I just, we have to live in that tension. And so I want to help people find the beauty in the tension. Yes. I was just thinking about that because we actually just got back from a weekend trip. And as you know, as when you travel with a little person that you're responsible for that wakes up at the same early hour, regardless of, you know, where they are, it's it can feel really grueling and like, oh, we just like made we just took all the hard stuff we do at home and like brought it to a harder place. But I I think child aside, even when you're even when you're traveling solo or just with a friend or partner or something. That's the only way that I can think of that slows down time because it shakes you up out of your routine. And so in your mind, in your memory, it's like, oh, those two days felt so much longer because I was paying attention, because I wasn't just going through the same motions I go through every day. And isn't that 
I mean, so we're always talking about how fast time flies by and how fast your kids' childhoods fly by. And I feel like travel is like one of the ways to actually slow down time, at least your perception of time. Yes. Okay. So what I really want to talk about, because um, as you know, I do this newsletter called In a Word, and each newsletter is themed around one word. The last word was vacation. And so I wanted to have a companion audio portion <laughs> podcast yes. episode, whatever we're calling this, to to dive more into that same word of vacation. And so I was hoping that today we could talk about this very specific type of travel that you and your family do every summer. It's called the fun bag. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it for, did you and Michael do something like this before you all had kids? Yes. We've always been traveling and we, I think, really refined our road trip skills. We lived in an RV for six months in 2010. Oh, wow. Okay. And just before the two of kids. y'all? Okay. That was before mm-hmm. kids. Okay. And then you've, you've just sort of taken the whole show on the road as you've added one, two, now three children. You've just, you've, have you missed a year? No. Wow. Every year. I, I'm, my jam is traveling with infants. So there's, there would be no reason to skip a summer because there was a new baby for me. <laughs> That's when we're at the prime. It's true because when you get them a little bit older, you realize how easy it was actually to travel with a like three-month-old compared Every to a two-year-old. Every time I see a, par- <laughs> a new parent with a baby, I'm like, okay, right now, right now is when you're supposed to, you get on your trip. Go, uh, you know, like go do the thing. Don't wait until they're mobile. That's when you say home. I don't want them crawling on these nasty airport floors and, and the baby's free. We just took our last free trip with Betsy. Like she, she just turned two last week. It's great. Cause if there is extra seats on, if there are extra seats on the flight, they'll let you use one. But we were on a couple of flights that were completely full and she's like crawling all over Mike. And he's like, this is not a lap child. This is a, this is a person. Like it's a lot (laughs) but yeah they're free i'm with you on that yeah you don't need books you can just hook them up to the old boob city or bottle city whatever it felt stressful at the time but looking back i'm like that was that was a breeze if i had a second one it would be a breeze because i would know i would have perspective (laughs) that's the greatest teacher isn't it oh so true okay so you all do is it always a multiple weeks long road trip that you guys do or is that kind of a new development well we have had the luxury since having children that michael is a teacher and so we have our summers and it is a a multi-layered lap and so yes we call our trips the fun bag um, because so we have a holiday fun bag and and then the summer fun bag. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize there was a holiday fun bag either. Right. Wow. It's not a di- it's not a different hashtag, but it's just but it's just a different mindset. <laughs> We're going with cider instead of lemonade. <laughs> Everything's true. different. It's Pack hot your chocolate <laughs> versus yes, exactly. Not your bathing suits. That's right. Yes. Different packing vision. It's Christmas carols. So, but as far as our summer fun bags go, yes, they are multi week and we call them our fun bags because our, our fun bag, because there's just no telling where we're going, what's in store, what's inside. It's just 
I mean, it's just a giant bag of tricks, really. This is astonishing to me, the not knowing where you're going. I, I need to know more about this. Okay, how un, how by the seat of your pants are we right, right. here? Let me, let me zoom out a little bit. I know this makes certain personalities like their pit sweat. Everything about the fun bag is compartmentalized. The way that I pack and the way that I view the itinerary, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a pull up and it's an aerial view of like, I generally know our pit stops. I know that like this summer, for instance, this one doesn't feel as epic. Last summer we did a 30 day uh, fun bag. This one, I knew that we were going to Georgia, Florida, and Louisiana, right? Okay. okay. So then we zoom in tighter. I know that we are going to Michael's parents in Georgia. So zooming into Gainesville. I know that we're going to 30A in Florida, and I know that we're going to go to see my family in Baton Rouge, right? But there's all this space in between those links, right? Do you play Ticket to Ride? Do you know that? Game? I don't. I'm not familiar. I'm like a cranky board game person. So. Okay, that's fine. Okay, we'll move uh, my, on. I, my life is the opposite of a fun bag, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like very neurotic, very uptight. <laughs> no, it's good. We need we need all the types. So there's links in between the cities, and so I just know that we have like a certain flow and how we move through a day. I'll just tell you, we start in Dallas. Right. And so I, I know that we want to do, this is our, the first day is the day that I'm going to push my family the hardest because we're fresh and energized. And so I know that we can do eight to 10 hours in the car, in the car. So I'm going to look right at the map and I'm like, what's in between here, Dallas and Gainesville, Georgia, right? We have, we have friends, really fun cities. And like, so how far do I want to get on that first day? Right. So I know that like we're driving through Longview and that is like my most favorite snow cone in the entire world. Right. So I know that we're going to want to stop and get five snow cones. Okay. And, um, so I know we're going to stop there and then, you know, we have friends in Shreveport. Are we going to stop and see them? Oh, okay. I don't, maybe we'll skip that this time. We'll hit them on the way back. Get, um, Birmingham really great friends there. So let's plan to stop and spend the night. So that would be our first pit stop. But I'm not planning this too far out. I mean, a few days before we leave, I'm going to send a text message and be like, hey, we're all in town. You know, I'm just trying to keep it easy flow. Like, can we slumber party with you? No. Great. I'm going to grab a La Quinta. Do you do you want to just meet for pizza or grab an ice cream cone with the kids? Is there a park, a playground? Like how easy? Just knowing the personality types of the people that we're stopping to visit and all that. And then also our friends know. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) Fun bag's coming up. We're going to be getting that text pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah. And then just depending on, you know, are we going to see some other friends for coffee in the morning? All that. Just kind of keeping that flexible and loosey-goosey. I would love to see as many people as we can. Or I can keep this ship moving. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, So getting to Birmingham is... 10 hours, you know, but I'm breaking it up, getting a snow cone. I've got my stops. We know our parks and we're just pushing it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the next day is just a three hour drive to Gainesville. And so I know that we can take it easy in the morning. I would say once I get a good, strong launch, I kind of like see it as leapfrogging to our destination. An, an ideal dr- driving day would be to go find um, a really awesome coffee shop, grab a great breakfast and, and 
whatever the site is or the thing that we want to do in that city. So maybe it's doing something really fun with the kids, or maybe it's going to see a monument. Maybe it's watching some lame ducks walk across. Exactly. I listened to y'all's recap of last year. That was so funny. You made your whole family stay an extra day for this stupid duck walk. Yes, to go to the Peabody Hotel. Yes, and we should have gone to Graceland. Okay? And so you're not going to win all these things. No, but. No. You're going to have some regrets. Living with no regrets is not realistic, people. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's being in a headspace of knowing that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you do your activity in the morning. Hit that great lunch spot. Get that barbecue. Get that burger. Whatever it is. And then leave at 1. You got rest time. You Kids need a rest napping. time. Yeah. Yes. And you just do a four-hour a four hour drive. So a 1 to 5 is where am I going to get by 5 o'clock? I can go get a great dinner. And I can do another thing, whatever evening type thing. And then we just wind it down. Okay. And then we do it all over the next day. What are your kids doing in the car mm-hmm. for eight to 10 hours? Tell us the ages of your kids first and then tell us what they're doing. So Coco is seven, Will is four, and Louie is 20 months. Okay. And so I have been on enough road trips now that I like to keep this high and tight. I have done the giant toy bag, bought all the crap, done the little trinkets, all the things. I know this does not work for us. Is high and tight a phrase? That's what I'm using. I've I've adopted it this summer. Okay. I just got stuck on that. Like, what does that mean? I was thinking of like abs. Yeah. Well, I think it's a haircut. Oh, it is a haircut. That's what it is. Okay. Got it. But I'm using it to say... Keep it trim and lean. Okay. So they don't, they don't need a whole bag of tricks. No. All right. So I like to get books from the library about where we're going. Mm. So, um, states or, um, state parks or monuments. Okay. Uh, I love look and see books so that, you know, that's got the stuff that to find the objects in the picture. Um, the Melissa and Doug water wows that we all have. Those are essential for a certain age group, I find I just get a good 15 minutes out of those and I'll take it. Um, always a fresh box of crayons or markers. I like to start just clean. I do coloring sheets, not coloring books. Yes. I also get my kids a journal for our fun bag and they like to draw the things that we see. And and this is just keeping it super simple. I mean, you know, Will's journaling is going to look different than Coco's. And this is a practice that she is doing at school. So writing a sentence or drawing a picture about what our activity was that day. I like to give them a schedule of kind of what the day will look like. I'm going to make some downloadable printables of these. So you could just like grab these off my website. Those are coming very soon. I promise. I'm very excited about that. I just find it's easier because they can just color on their book. I just feel like the coloring books just get clunky and junky and they end up, they're overwhelmed by them, honestly. So even like printing out coloring sheets of where you're going or car or whatever. Okay. Um, if your kids like toy cars, like will just like, to like drive them in front of his face. Right. So I just bring one (laughs) or two toy cars and then Coco, just one doll. We visit the cabbage patch baby land. Oh my gosh, your Instagram story about that was hilarious. Your Lord. God <laughs> save us. Oh. Michael's face was just like, what is happening? 
Yeah. Well, we're just over it, honestly, yeah. but it keeps making us go back, which is fine. But so everybody else is doing kind of this American girl life. And we are, we are a Cabbage Patch Kid family. You're in it with the Cabbage Patch. Well, they, are they cheaper or no? Like all things, JC, they run the gamut. Mm. You could get the expensive version of everything or you get the Toys R Us version. Got it. Um, yeah, Coco so get- wants the fancy, I'm guessing. Well, she's got the old school. So she's got my OG one. Oh, wow. But she's not, she's not, she doesn't have the cloth $100 guide. Okay. So she likes to pack. She's kind of in baby world. So she has a little bag for her baby. And then, and then I have electronic toys for the baby. Things that bells and whistles. Cause got I try it. to, I don't play with those so much at home, but they're great for the car. Yes. Like the things that light up and. Yes. Kind of stuff. Yeah. So what I've, what I'll tell you is I've learned that all this crap just ends up on the floor. So the fewer things, the better. So, and then my kids love audiobooks. Ooh, so, I'm liking that. Yes. And there's kid podcasts now on things that they're into. So we are, and then of course we're doing movies. So we just cycle through a toy, a snack, coloring, reading, listening, watching, napping, and we're just moving through. That's that. genius. This is exactly what I was hoping to understand. I have a two-year-old and it just feels like crisis management still at this point, but Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward. I mean, I know your daughter's younger, but she's been doing this life for her whole life. So it's like, there's got to be a little bit of a hereditary kind of thing there. You got to (laughs) just keep putting them in the car. Just keep doing it, right? It's a muscle. It's so true. We were talking about that actually this weekends we just did this road trip and it was only to Asheville's four four and a half hours but we were talking about how she's been driving on road trips since she was three months old not like constantly but enough that we we think that she's getting it like that she's getting the routine yeah exactly well another thing I feel like I have to remind people is I live in Dallas so my life is a daily road trip you're in the car a lot I mean, I, there's nowhere that I'm driving them. I'm not in the car for an hour. Okay. And you mentioned a little bit before about like texting people kind of closer to the time. As far as your like where you're staying goes, have you booked anything in advance or is it just kind of like either we're going to see if we can stay with someone or we're going to get a last minute hotel kind of reservation? Yeah. Okay. So that, I would say this that. I knew that we were going to go to the beach in between. So Mm -hmm. I did book that. Okay. Another thing is I'm like trying to feel the vibe of how we want to experience a place. And so I'd been looking, I knew that we wanted to zip up to the Smokies because it's about two hours from Michael's parents. And I don't know why we've never done that before. And, but I, oh, okay. So Courtney's turning around. She's grabbing a book. She she has a whole collection of things. This really should be video. <laughs> I love I um I really enjoy referencing travel books because okay. I like to see what they are telling me to do. That's how I judge if I can trust them. What how are they sending me? What's their perspective? Okay, so I have lots of different ones, and I got this USA's Best Trips. It's a Lonely Planet guide, and I got it for Mother's Day for my mother-in-law and I was like, Oh, and they had a quick little, um, uh, road trip guide for the Smokies. And they said to stay in Bryson city. So I was like, Oh, I love exploring like, um, unique little towns. So they, um, highly recommended the Fremont Inn. 
Okay. So I was like, the Fremont Inn's uh, website is really terrible. And I've learned to like understand the vibe of photographs and things. But I just couldn't get a handle on if it was a good scene for us. And so I was like, but it kind of gave me a focal point of where we wanted to stop. And, and, and I was trying to figure out the vibe of Bryson city. And I found like a house that was, so I never know, like, do we want to be in the city and in the hustle to be able to walk around and quickly do it? Or, or do we want to be, um, in nature or whatever. So anyways, I just had, I was looking at three places, Fremont Inn, this place in town or this train that was like 15 minutes out, you know, outside of the city of Bryson city. And I just couldn't figure out what we want, what we wanted to do. And, and so Michael and I just kept talking about it and I just kept visiting the websites and I kept looking at the map. And so I just didn't book that until two days before, cause I was starting to get nervous that the train was going to get booked up and I ended up biting the bullet. And that was like one of, one of the highlights of our trip. It was so magical. You stayed in a actual, like a train was your hotel. Yes. Is our Airbnb, these two train cars, hooked together and it was on the uh river Mm -hmm. and it was on it was not on train tracks but it it sat in front of the um great smoky mountain railroad like trail uh and so you got to see the train ride by i think i saw that on your instagram stories too i was watching very closely i was keeping up with all of this and it was just truly magical i was like how does she do this like create this adventure for her family it's such a gift i i feel like it's such a gift that you're giving your children Mm. because these are going to be the things that they remember like because it is the stuff that's outside of their routine i mean i know kids need routine to feel safe and secure and they need to know where the boundaries are and all that but i think the getting out of the routine is also that's the stuff that sticks with them sure sure uh i you mentioned that you're you're heavy on the snacks what else are your kids eating? Are are you bringing, are they eating like a snacky diet? Okay. So as far as our snacks go, I love to go to the grocery store and get all the things that we don't normally get to have, you know, the bougie beef jerky and the really fun <laughs> cookies and all the bars and I mean, it's just cheese sticks and I get sliced turkey. I get the little individual guacs, plantain chips, just all the the granola. So I just get I like so much fun stuff. And I just have this giant snack bag, fruit snacks, cotton candy grapes, like just all, all the fruit. I mean, just bananas, fig bars, just, yeah. So it's just a giant snack bag. I mean, and we're hitting the Chick-fil-A in a pinch and getting the snack boxes from or the sandwiches from Starbucks, you know, if we're desperate, but Oh my gosh. One other thing that I love to do that I say for road trips is I go to the fancy popcorn places in your city and I get like three bags of like, you know, your favorite popcorn flavors. Uh, Also my, um, like the thing that I'm most proud of as a mother, the thing is that my kids love sardines. Okay. (laughs) That is something to be proud of. Thank you. We eat sardines and we're the only family I know that does, but it's, they're so good for you. And yeah. so I just always good have protein these cans. Source. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of great protein, great fish oil. <laughs> and then I, and then I keep, um, microwave mac and cheeses 
also a really healthy choice. So I, I grabbed these like microwavable things from Costco. Okay. So for instance, when we rolled in to the Smokies and I realized, oh, you know, you, you find yourself in these state parks and I didn't pack lunches and there's not a restaurant to stop at. I had plenty of food. Like we're just <laughs> eating out of the truck. Mm-hmm. And like, and then um, when we got back to the train late that night or whatever, I was like, oh, I, I just wanted to get the kids to bed. Well, I had our microwavable dinners, you know, mm-hmm. so I was just able to microwave us and put us to bed. So I don't know. That was just something I noticed on this trip where I was like, oh, this is bomb. Like when you pack well. And so if you think of it from, I try to get in a headspace of like certain legs of the trip. I'm just fueling my body. Like if I can just keep the blood sugar spiked, then we'll be fine. Yeah. I pack iced tea, um, energy drink packet things, you know, so if you can't hit a Starbucks and then just keeping giant jugs of water. Ugh. These are my favorite water bottles. I don't like there's no straw. There's a cap. They're not leaking. I What is this called? I'll I'll put it in my show notes that non-existent show notes. Yes, that you're going <laughs> You're realizing you have a lot of things you need to link. Uh Vacuum Craft. They I got them at the Container Store. Oh, the Container Store. Live, you're living that bougie beef jerky mm-hmm. Container Store life. You've got to make road trips survivable. Mm-hmm. And so you have to add the uh, Add the treats. Add the perks for sure. So I have four of these and then I just keep them full at all time from jugs that are in the trunk. And then it's, uh, listen, also this might not be for everyone, but the whole family is just drinking out of whichever one they can grab. Okay. So I'm not, I don't live that get your own water bottle life. Just yeah. Pour the, just hydrate. <laughs> Courtney is so excited about hydration that the mic has taken a hit. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. there you go. So these are a lot of details to manage, just all the on the go things. And you said something in a not recorded conversation that kind of struck me and I wanted to ask you more about it. Um, you said that when you're on the road trip, you feel like some freedom there's just less pressure, less demand. I don't know if this is exactly how you said it, but to not have all the keeping the home responsibilities, but yet taking the home on the road is like arguably more work or like more to manage. So I I don't know. I was just, I wanted you to say more about that. Like what makes it feel more free to you, even though you still have so much on your plate to think through and you're constantly having to like plan and respond and feed people and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like the best version of myself. I feel like I just shine as a mother on the road and I, and it might be because just all the responsibilities are stripped away. The things that wear me down, I just feel more, present with my kids and a headspace to be present with them really versus cleaning the house and doing laundry and meal planning and cleaning out closets, doing yard work appointments, like like going, getting the lessons and just the whining, like all of that just makes me want to crawl into bed. I just, I feel like I have all my people and the bare necessities in my car and I, we get to go have adventure and experience new things. And that's just something that really jacks me up and 
the minutia of life, while I find a lot of value in it, and I'm so grateful that we have a sense of place and good community to come back to, I really enjoy getting out of it. <laughs> okay. There's certainly something to explore there internally, JC. That <laughs> makes so much sense, actually. Well, now that you say it, it really does make sense. And it's, it's again, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's that break in routine. It adds texture to life. And one thing I like, or one thing I tell people is that what is the difference? I'm parenting at home mm-hmm. or I get to go on an adventure, see new things and parent my kids, right? Like sure. we get to practice eating at restaurants and meeting new people and looking them in the eyes and trying new things and being brave. And I just, I don't know, rather than sitting at home and wishing I could go do those things, like why not take them along? Yeah. I mean, we're going to the grocery store and we're, we're doing these things at home, so why not just go do them out in the world? Take the show on the road. Yes, yes. Yeah. So are you guys planning, like, throughout the year, are you saving money for this all along, or how do you kind of manage the financial mm-hmm. side of it? You're like, this is the stuff I just told you I hate thinking about, JC. <laughs> why are you making right. me talk about budget? Just like I said, I like to leave the minutiae of home. I leave the budget at home as well. I listen. That is another thing that I kind of see. I think of it as I'm grocery shopping and meal planning at home. Yeah. So why not just do that on the road? Yeah. You're spending that money like at home Mm -hmm. to eat and to feed your family. So you can just transition that. I just would guess there's like extra costs, you know, like if you stay in the hotel for a night, you eat out, you pay for gas, that kind of stuff. Yes. I get asked about the budgeting piece a lot and it's not something that Michael and I do super great. I try to like for this trip in particular, like I'm looking at these three weeks, I'm like, can we do this whole thing for 3000 or less? And I want it to be way less than that, you know, but I just like, you know, how much the beach is costing. And then you just think about your food and your gas and just, and, and then just things like riding an Alpine coaster in a random (laughs) city in Georgia, you know, just those little things. And that probably seems honestly kind of high. I, I need to figure it out because people have questions about it and I need to figure out the best way to communicate. Also, Courtney, I don't have to like put this in. Yeah. And you can keep it. I don't know. I never know how to like navigate it because I also don't think that people are honest with themselves about how much things cost. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, like $3,000 is all, uh, that's a lot of money, right? Like, so I'm being like uh, realistic and honest about like that. That's how much our budget was for this trip. But I don't, I just don't feel like I have a perspective of how much people spend on trips. I know. I know. And then all the different personality types. I also don't think, JC, the other thing is I don't think that people enjoy their trips because they get in their head about About the finances. Yes. And so the whole time they're navigating it, they're like, oh, the, you know, how much it costs to see a Broadway show or how much that dinner just cost. It just... I think it removes a lot of the joy of the traveling. And so I do think it's something that we need to talk about. But like, I'm happy to share with you. Come at me without your judgment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. 
Because I, I think it does make it more enjoyable if you kind of know, like, oh, I'm not, like, killing my family's fine. You know, like, I'm, we have the money to do this. So then you're not, like, stressing about every little thing. But, I mean, honestly, I'm with you. I don't really do, I don't really do intensive budgeting for... How do y'all do it? Like, when y'all went to New York, like, are you just... Well, so we bought the Hamilton tickets when we got our tax refund. So we were like, we'll just use this money now, buy those tickets. And then everything else was just kind of like, what does it cost? You know, like we got, we used credit card points for our hotel. We were only there one night. We were staying with my cousin the rest of the time that we were up there. We, whatever like the train tickets cost from Connecticut to New York, that's just what it costs. We just did that. And then I picked like, I wanted to go out to breakfast and I wanted to go out to dinner and I just picked some restaurants and like, I, I didn't want to spend like $200 at dinner, but it's New York. Yeah. Like you're going to probably spend 100. And for me, the things that I can get really hung up on that are stupid with spending money on vacation are small things. Like if I feel like it was like a waste, like mm. if we, if we like forgot something that then we have to buy that's extra and we have to buy it at a huge markup, even if it was like, a small package of diapers. I get. I feel like they're also the other reason I haven't like approached the topic is the more that I think about it, I think about like what a privilege it is to travel, and so just like it's just the conversation of it all, like is is hard. Yeah, I get uh, because it because I yeah. feel then I feel guilty. Like, ugh, what a d- dumb conversation I'm having. <laughs> People are seeking asylum and i'm like guys have you had this seven dollar snow cone in long hey hey (laughs) i know yes that's important those things are important but it doesn't negate the um work that you're doing and the fact that you're helping people get out of their comfort zone i think that's important to do so i hear what you're saying but don't go down that spiral right right well and the there's something oh okay tell me do you know who lucy swindoll is Mm mm-mm um, okay. Well, she was a big women of faith speaker that and I traveled with women of faith for many years, many years. And she always said she's uh, single her whole life. She's in her eighties now, um, lived a very, very adventurous. She wrote a book called a married adventure. So she mm. just lived a very fun, awesome life. Um, and she always said, I'd be curious how you feel about this quote. It was something along the lines of if the experience of doing something is greater than the pain of paying it off, do it. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Was it specifically like financially mm-hmm. she meant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was just always of the mentality of like, do, do the thing. It's worth, mm-hmm. it's worth the pain of paying it off. Yeah. I don't know. So I always thought, oh, it's something to meditate on. Certainly. Sure. Yeah. And to just enjoy the thing, you know, that money is meant to be saved, give it away. And spent. Yeah. And so when you're spending it, spend it. And enjoyed the experience yes. of that. Yes. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, I know that there's there are vast ranges in terms of privilege and what people can do. But I think that's one of the things that's so great about your all the best days philosophy is that it is a mindset. It's not mm-hmm. it's not a spend ten thousand dollars to take your family to Turks and Caicos. It's like spend an afternoon get out of your mm-hmm. space get out of your routine like take a drive somewhere like i think you could embody what your 
pitching and what you're kind of try- mm. inviting us all into at any budget level. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it takes some creativity. It takes some ingenuity. Yes. But I think that is what you're, that's what you are, you do so well. And I think that you can inspire other people to do so well is to like, Set aside your kid's sleep schedule. Set aside the fact that they might scream in the car for part of the time. Set aside the, you know, apprehension about mm-hmm. what, you know, what's this hotel going to be like? What's this Airbnb going to be like? Whatever. Just let set all those to the side and then say, like, what would it, what do we have to gain by having this adventure, by parenting on the road, or even if you're not parenting, just getting on the road and getting out of yourself and out of your space. Yeah. So I think that's an invitation that can reach anybody. Yeah, it makes me think of it's, uh, what I'm thinking while you're talking is like the power of a peanut butter and jelly. I once a friend told me that their their pastor had challenged them to like always invite people over for lunch that you, no one's looking for a gourmet dinner. They're looking for connection and Mm -hmm. you always have peanut butter and jelly on your counter. So invite people over for that, you know, because they just want a friend and they just want to connect. And it's kind of the same thing of getting out there. The food is a fun thing to experience, but maybe you don't experience it all three meals of the day, you know? And so Go on the hike with your PB&J. Yes. Yeah. I really love that. Oh, okay. So I wanted to ask you, now that we have an idea of what your trip looks like, what the fun bag is, we we understand the fun bag now on a logistical and spiritual level, I would say. It's very deep. (laughs) We understand the range of spontaneity versus planning. Um, So what was the best thing that happened this trip that was spontaneous? I was thinking about the highlights and the low lights of our trip and just that I think that the people seeing the friends along the way is the stuff that makes our trip. We, I feel like we plan our trips around hugging people and seeing as many loved ones along the way as we can. And, and so the, it was, it was fascinating to me kind of like the power of Instagram in this sense of when you are, what a fun tool to show people your trip, but also how it connects people. And I normally we kind of will drive all the way to the East coast and see my cousins in South Carolina and whatever. And we weren't going to be driving that far this trip. And they, uh, I didn't even, I don't know what they, I see them once a year, maybe. I don't know anything about their lives or their travel plans, but because we were both both posting, I saw that they were on vacation an hour away from us and I was able to message them and we got to spend the afternoon and they were staying at this amazing like resort deep in the Carolinas somewhere that I never would have even known existed. And um, we got to go on a hike with them and spend the afternoon with them. And that to me, it was just an interesting, like when you give room to breathe in your trip, that there's just margin to stop at side towns, meet up with people. I don't, the magic of that really kind of like took my breath away. It was a God thing for sure. And, and then also like some friends were driving through Georgia on their way home and they just stopped to see us. And then we ended up having so much fun. They stayed two nights with us. And if we had tried to plan that, there's just things about it that 
wouldn't have worked out. It would have been too logistical. Uh, I just like letting everybody flow the way they need to flow. Mm -hmm. And when you cross paths, it's just enjoyable for everybody. What a cool time to be alive that you can like zoom in and see these local amazing cinnamon rolls that are along the road and <laughs> and you I, like how did they find these amazing hikes before and like you don't know these small towns that you're like close to these friends what makes our travels so cool is that we've been traveling for so long and we've had all these different experiences we used to tour with conferences and live events and then just friends that we've grown up with that have moved away like we just end up driving through their town so yeah that's so great. That's the spontaneity of it to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, before I forget, we do need to talk about something really important. So you have a hashtag uh, that you that you populate. <laughs> I don't know what the right word is. Use <laughs> a phrase at home called yeah. hashtag Take It to the Nips. And I yeah. uh, did put the TM symbol in my notes because I yeah. just want to make sure that you. have proper credit for that um but this is about skincare and moisturizing and moisturizing all the way down yes, to, the nips. to the nips because this chest area i mean we do not want this to be like a cratered desert when our face is like a luxurious oasis in 20 years right exactly we don't want it to give it away how old we actually are when we're faking it and hands <laughs> i've heard that with the, the hands, hands too you gotta moisturize the hands so at home I've, I believe from what I've seen on Instagram, you have quite a uh, menagerie of, of products, of, of steam, of, you know, just towels, <laughs> tools of the trade, if you will. That's right. Um, so I just needed to know, like, well, what does this look like on the road? And I think you did share a little bit on Instagram, but let's lay it out for listeners. Yes. How did you take it to the nips on the road? I did feel a little overwhelmed when I was packing because I thought, how am I going to take care of the chest? And so I just, again, tried to keep it high and tight. <laughs> the sunscreen, the good sunscreen for the face and the chest. And then I just picked one favorite oil to um, focus on. I had these little travel oils oh, um, cool. from Beauty Counter that were in a box. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, because I was nervous about them breaking, you know, they're in these glass bottles and then uh, nobody wants oil to leak. That no. is an absolute disaster. I need them to stay upright and on my counter at all times. And so that was like another reason that kind of, uh, gave me some anxiety, but because it was in this packaging, I was like, well, I'll take these three like really small guys. Um, I think traveling with rollers would also be a good idea, but, um, yes, yeah, so I just picked a favorite oil and then I picked my, um, favorite, I have this bamboo scrub. Um, for buildup, because I knew that could be like a thing, you know, you kind of start to get bumpy. So I just tried to keep it brainless, simple, take out the steps of the acids and the masks and all of that and the buffet of oils, if you will. So the, the three, the three, the trio, were they, was that all oils? Yeah. So they were just like a little sample size. Yeah. So one was like a plumping, one was a balancing and one was a vitamin C. If I could take one, I would just take a vitamin C brightening oil. So I know, and my, my sister will sometimes hop onto my Instagram stories to, um, guest appearance and call me out on my expensive oil recommendations. Oh yes. I saw this. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also a great hack would be to just do some coconut oil. Yeah. With your sunscreen. 
And then I definitely think you need some sort of exfoliating scrub scrubs. But anyways. What is your favorite sunscreen? That uh, Elta, is that? Elta MD. That Elta MD, yeah. Okay, but it's overwhelming because everyone recommends it, but there's like, then you go to their website and there's like 75 variations. So I just got some, but I have no idea if I got like the right one. Well, I mean, listen, I feel like second tier on all the skincare thing because obviously like Jamie B. Golden is our guru. Obviously. So she kind of like got me going on. She got me on the Allure box. So yeah. And then just my eyes being open to kind of the concept of bringing it down to the nips. And I, I love the inappropriate. I just, I like the conversation. This is my truth. This is my gospel. This is how I want to connect with women. I want to, I like talking about the things that your mom said you're not supposed to talk about. Which yeah, is I don't know if everyone could place. hear in your mic when you just like snapped your bra. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I grabbed my boobs an inappropriate amount. I just like feeling close to myself. <laughs> love yourself. You love yourself. That's important. Yes. We're supposed to be examining ourselves for for lumps and bumps, right? This is the thing. I am just like down for eliminating the, we're not supposed to be talking about anything sexual and like whatever. Like why? Why can't we just talk about all of it? And how, you know, so that to me, this is the gateway of that conversation. I'm willing to deep dive and go deeper with all of it. Or so we can next just stay right it's going to be take it to the navel. Take it to the navel. <laughs> Talk then we're going to we're going to go down one one we're going to just keep going down one third of the body at a it's time. It's like a body scan yeah. of like how what how do we need to be attending? We'll talk yeah. 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 Well, in your last year's recap, so on your podcast, you you do interviews with people for their all the best days in their city that are city specific, but you also had done um the one you did one you've done multiple with Michael, am I right about that? That's correct. Yes. But you did one last year kind of recapping the whole fun bag trip. And in that thing, you guys were trying, you were debating because one of y'all thought like, I think we had sex one time and right. <laughs> the other person didn't remember yes. if you did. And I was like, I'm so grateful that they're just like going. I mean, it wasn't like it was like graphic or anything, but just that yeah. you were like, obviously, if you're on a 30 day road trip with your three children, like in a camper whether you have like had intimate time together is is like that's a thing like that's part of the experience and so i was really glad that you just like talked about it and you know it was like casual it wasn't like this big guys now we're gonna talk about (laughs) sex so so i encourage it i encourage the openness oh and i did want to ask you not about y'all sex life necessarily but maybe it's part of it. I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes my husband, I have a Michael also, Mike and I can get a little bit, you know, if we're tense in our own selves, which can happen with travel, like the tenseness can like come at each other. In fact, the, um, little writing piece I did for my vacation issue was like a poem about like vacation fights. (laughs) Yeah, did you get a lot? I mean, I, that resonated so much with me. I got I thought, literally zero emails back. It was probably the least responses I've ever gotten. Well, it had to be the least because it was zero. <laughs> and I I'm was like, "I'm so sorry." That's cool. <laughs> that 
that was like the thing I thought about when I thought about vacation. I was like those kind of tense things you have and it's like, it's like you're cranky, but you're not really mad at each other, but you're cranky. Anyway, I wanted to know kind of how you guys handle Mm-hmm. over the course of weeks like any kind of tension that comes up or you know conflict that you guys have and maybe we're switching from the highs to the lows absolutely <laughs> well because it's very real and it's throughout the entire day the highs and the lows mm-hmm. um and we i mean listen jc don't think that we have not been so angry this is mostly me been so angry that i pulled the car over to get out and um fight because rather than fighting like right in front of your kids you just yeah, stand yeah. outside the like car just, and yell <laughs> or I'm just so mad and I need a break Michael's he wants to like he presses in even tighter when we're like fighting because he just he wants to figure it out and I I need breaks because I just need to breathe I can calm down and work through anything but if you keep me wound up well I'm in that bad my brain is in has been hijacked. I can't think straight. Um, one thing that I tell people and as far as like working through things, but why I like to walk in freedom on letting my children watch movies is that they've got the headphones on and Michael and I are having a date in the front seat. So Mm. like talking through things like, like listening to podcasts, dialing along. I love to pause and be like, what, what do you think about what they just said? Or you've got to listen to this. Like, what do you, how, how do we want to apply this to our life? Or, um, how do you think this way? You know, whatever, um, working on projects or fighting. We are working through things. I would say the majority of our conflict is because of tone and responses. Um, mm-hmm. and often I'm like, Hey, listen, before we go back to that subject, now we have to resolve the way that you just spoke to me, you know? (laughs) So now let's do that. And then we'll go back to the issue at hand that we're trying to resolve. And, and then we just like, we can't wait to work through the whole thing until somebody feels vindicated, validated, whatever. And then we end up laughing because it was also stupid, but it just gets heightened and then it comes back down. Yes. It was. I was laughing because when you were saying the tone thing, I was just flashing back to when we were getting like packed. We hadn't even left our apartment yet. We were in our parking lot of our building, and I was breaking down the stroller, and I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't doing it correctly. And Mike's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "What are you doing? Just standing there." Yeah. <laughs> and then it was yeah. like, "Wow, that really escalated quickly." And it was just because of how you asked me. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just, and then just the expectations of. Mm-hmm. Do y'all stay up at and like talk in the evenings when they go, have all gone to bed, or is it like you're too tired by that point? No, no, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to hanging out. Uh, typically, we'll we'll have a bottle of wine we're saving to you know that we've had grabbed at the grocery store. We just want to unwind and um, books that we're reading or um, a movie that we can't wait to watch. We also like like to play board games and or work on a puzzle. I mean, also too, we're like pretty wiped out. I feel like by the end of the day, so I, mm-hmm. I often will leave Michael while he's watching a movie. Cause yeah, I gotta shut down because we also we take turns getting up with the kids. Oh so yeah, mm-hmm. every other day that person gets to sleep in. Or are they early? Do they get up early? I mean, not ter- I mean, not six thirty-seven. Yeah, which I feel. Yeah. 
like praise the lord they're not five o'clockers so yeah i have one of those and i'm just praying that she changes Hmm. fundamentally who she is (laughs) to be a later all of her values to be a later person or at least that i can train her to like stay anyway that's that's probably our that's honestly our biggest travel stress is that she gets up so early and if we're like staying with other people and we have to keep her quiet for two hours before anyone gets up it's it's a real journey (laughs) That, also, some tense words occasionally at five a.m. That that can also be a tense time. Yes, and so you've got to lay out that expectation beforehand for sure. Okay, so I feel like empowered by this conversation, Courtney. Too. And I'm not exaggerating. I know empowered is a strong word, but I really feel that way because when I first heard, learned about you and your podcast and this trip that you guys do, I felt like, oh my gosh, that's like stressing me out. Just think about. And I think talking to you more about it and learning more about it is just like, yeah, like I can see how this happens and it just inspires me to do more getting out of my comfort zone. Good. So I hope that's how listeners are feeling as well. Oh, I hope so too. Okay, well, I would encourage everybody to follow Courtney on Instagram if you aren't already. Is your handle at Court Clark Cleave? Court Clark Cleave. That's me. This will be linked in the email slash show notes. (laughs) And then also we'll link to your All the Best Days podcast and website so people could check out those past episodes. All right. Well, stay adventurous, y'all. Any last words, Courtney? Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. And you got me all jacked up to go on another trip. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be all following along for the holiday fun bag. So that'll be here before we know it. Thank you, JC. So good to talk to you. Yeah. Likewise. Guys, we made it. Here we are at the completion of the very first in a word audio companion guide episode Whatever it is that we're doing here, we're in it together. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Let me know what you thought. And I really hope you enjoyed the conversation with Courtney. I loved it. I love talking to Courtney. I find her so inspiring. And so I hope that you guys did as well. I said to Courtney that no one responded to my poem. Now, some of y'all did respond when I shared it on Instagram. So this is just an acknowledgement. I see you. Thank you for seeing me. (laughs) I felt bad about that when I was listening to it on the edit that I didn't acknowledge y'all. Let me know how this was for you. If you'd like to see more of this, I am in a workshop-y kind of mindset with Inner Word right now. I'm changing some things. I'm adding some things. I'm experimenting. And it's very hard for an Enneagram 1 to have an experimental mindset and not to see everything as binary black and white success or failure so but I'm really leaning into that so thank you all for listening to this and for reading the newsletter for sharing the newsletter it really means a lot and since this is a labor of love at this point that is kind of the currency that I it really does keep me going um to hear from y'all and um to see that it's this means something to you etc. So thank you so much. I'm going to close us out with the benediction from this vacation issue. So here goes. May we learn to rest before we are restless. 
take breaks before we itch to escape, and get away without vacating our souls. May fresh scenery give us fresh eyes to see what's been in us and with us all along.